Do you find yourself spending way too much money when you go out? Do you find yourself wishing that the month would end faster so that you can get your monthly salary? Overspending and living paycheck to paycheck can be quite tedious. That's why we created Finlect. Finlect is an app that will teach you how to get control of your finances by helping you budget, track your expenses, and provide you with educational content about money. So what are you waiting for? Get the app and start your journey to financial freedom. In today's episode, we have Janine Rogan who speaks to us on how women can better handle their personal finances, and she discusses the relationship between female empowerment and financial freedom. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello listeners and welcome to the podcast. Today we have Janine Rogan, an educator and speaker who is on a mission to change your money mindset. She is passionate about personal finance and is the co-host of the Pink Tax Show. Welcome to the podcast, Janine. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. My first question for you is, what does financial freedom mean to you? Yeah, and that's a really great place to start. I think um, it can be a very complicated question, obviously, depending on um, your circumstances. But overall, I would say that financial freedom really is the ability to make choices in your personal life that don't necessarily revolve around your finances. So I guess another way of putting that is having enough money put away that you don't have to worry about making choices um, in your everyday life. So what are some of the common issues you think women in particular face when it comes to achieving financial freedom? Yeah, that's a really complex question. And I think it really starts with the wage gap. So in most countries that um, are, I guess, first world countries, we see a wage gap of around 84 cents on the dollar. And what ends up happening is because women are earning less, they actually end up saving less money. And that perpetuates into actually what we call the investing gap, which means they have less disposable income to save and invest, which ultimately leaves them with less money overall compared to their male counterparts. And that can be, um, that can be a a really big issue, especially when it comes to achieving financial freedom or retiring when uh, women are living longer than their male counterparts as well. So what role do you think financial literacy has when it comes to achieving financial freedom? I think the biggest thing that financial literacy or the role of financial literacy is to start educating and start talking about these things so that it's commonplace for women to talk about these things with their friends, with their spouses, with people they work with. So often I find more specifically when it comes to women, we're told that, you know, talking about money is taboo or a a lady doesn't talk about her finances or it's, you know, not kosher to ask someone how much money they make. And I think that this perpetuates a stigma around, especially women talking about money. When you, you know, walk into a corporate office, so often there are men talking about, you know, what investment they made or how much they've saved and what their financial situations look like. And so ultimately, I think with financial literacy, understanding how all of these complex financial systems work together will give women the confidence to talk about their financial uh, health, wellness, and uh, ultimately their bank account. Why do you think that it's women? Why do you think women in particular are the ones who struggle to talk about uh, personal finances and issues like the pink tax? to male male counterparts even? I think it's just so ingrained in our society that that's something that men talk about or that men take care of. Uh, When you look back 
at, you know, let's say like 1950, women weren't necessarily even working outside of the home, so they wouldn't have had an income. It wasn't until 1970 that women were actually even allowed to get a mortgage without their, their spouse or their father as a co-signer. So I think because it is so ingrained, it's just not something that we've ever really talked about because we were told not to. So what practical tools do you have that a woman could use to maybe start learning about this and maybe have the confidence to start talking about money and personal finances? Yeah, I think one of the first things I'd recommend for females to do is to start talking about it, whether that's with someone you trust in your relationship or another woman that um, you're close with in your life and just start having those open and honest conversations. And I think the second step, once you've kind of found that person that you can start to have those conversations with is around education. So whether it's reading a, a financial book that is maybe geared towards women, or I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be, or starting to take an online course to educate yourself there. I think those are some great first steps that you can take. Obviously, you know, there's tons of financial resources on Instagram and Twitter, my, myself included. There's a lot of great personal finance blogs and um, people that are really gearing their financial education towards women. So even just surrounding yourself with stuff like that, I think is a great place to start. So you keep mentioning conversations with people that are around you. And one of the closest people I think that ends up being around you might be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. How do you go about having these conversations with someone? Because sometimes it might, maybe one might think it might creep the other person out when they start talking about personal finances. Yeah. And there's really no time, I guess, that is too early to start talking about money. I always joke that I started talking to my husband or I guess boyfriend, now husband, when we were like three dates in. And I think it's it's an important conversation to have to get on on the same page financially. Money is the number one cause of divorce. So if you're not willing to talk about those things, then you are setting yourself up kind of for a lack of success, I guess. And so when you talk about, you know, money creeping people out, I guess you wouldn't want to start probably with, you know, how much money do you make and how much <laughs> money do you have in the bank? Because that could, you know, maybe spark some questions that we don't necessarily want people to focus on. But I think even having the conversation around how you split the bill is an important conversation to have early on, or what are your, are your values in terms of where you're spending your money? So if travel is something, obviously we're in a pandemic right now, but you know, previous to that, if, if travel is something that's really important to you. And so I think you can have those lifestyle conversations and still kind of talk about money without being like, how much money do you have in your bank account right now? Yeah. So how, how do you, how would you describe the current state of financial inclusion for at least for women and at least Gen Z women in the world right now? I think it's less than where it needs to be. I don't know if I have a statistic in terms of women being involved in their finances. I will say that women um, in Canada, where I live, are coming into about $20 trillion of, of wealth in the next decade. So it is incredibly important that women learn how to appropriately manage and invest this money so that they can get to that financial independence. I think Gen Z is probably better than the millennials at talking about money with their significant others, uh, probably also because they potentially have less of it. So it is 
kind of easier to talk about money when you're a student or when you're at the beginning of your career than, you know, when you're uh, 50 and that's the first time that you're talking about money. Was there anything for you that maybe sparked your need to start talking about uh, financial freedom for women and in general? I think just seeing so many women not talk about their finances or brushing it off or kind of having that head in the sand approach um, and just letting you know, their partner take care of it or saying that they'll figure it out later really started to kind of shock me. We work so, so hard for our money. And so to not be involved in those decisions was really concerning for me. And then also hearing stories over the course of my financial journey and my time in the space around men or significant others passing away and women having really no financial assets left to their name because they weren't involved in the planning and let's say in the husband it's usually the husband um, didn't actually end up making very good money decisions and didn't set that person up for financial success so you're seeing a woman who's 65 or 70 now having to go back to work because there was not enough money for let's say retirement when she thought that her husband was going to take care of it and so i think that coupled with the fact that i do think you can't really truly be financially independent or free of stress in your life until you are managing and learning and understanding of about your finances. That brings me to my final question for you. What do you think is the relationship between financial freedom or independence and female empowerment? Oh, I think there's a huge link and I've been doing a lot of research on this. So I, I like to call it financial feminism. So where both sexes or genders or however you identify are treated equally, obviously from a financial perspective. So whether that's through education, through being paid properly. The tax system is another great example, but working towards these bigger societal issues and then obviously advocating for yourself, you know, negotiating your, your salary, negotiating your, your raises, starting to invest as early as possible. I think those are great ways to start working on the uh, financial freedom piece of it, but also the education and the confidence piece is so incredibly important for women to feel like they can and they should be involved in their financial decision making. So I think that that goes completely hand in hand and we need to kind of attack it from both sides so that we can see equality and, and wage parity across the board. How do you think, because uh, we've spoken largely about how women can help each other grow in terms of personal finances, how do you think men can maybe contribute to helping women develop their personal finance skills as well? Great point and great question. And I think there's definitely a role for men. So a couple of different ways. One is I would say, if there are any financial advisors listening, you need to really make sure that you're focusing on how you speak to your clients and understanding that you shouldn't probably just talk to the male in the room. I think so often, and this has happened to me as well, you go in to talk to someone and it's a conversation around money and the, the questions are geared just towards the, the man in the room. So I think being really careful about that as a, a professional is something that men can do. Another area where I think men have an obligation is actually talking about their salary. And what I mean by that is in most or I guess in some situations, men are traditionally paid more for the same work as women. So 
you know, bringing that up and talking to your female counterparts about how much you make, not as a, a way to rub it in, but as a way to help them understand and gather that data so that they can advocate for themselves. And then ultimately, I think just being open to those conversations and having those conversations early and encouraging your, your female counterpart or your partner to be involved in those money decisions. I think it's so, so imperative that both people, whether it's two women, two men, a man and a woman, doesn't matter, be involved in those financial decisions and understand what those decisions and what those choices mean. I completely agree with that. Thank you so much for your time, Janine. We really appreciate having you on the podcast. Is there anything you'd like to close with? No, I think that's probably everything I have to say. I mean, there's obviously days worth of research on this topic, but if there's one thing I'll leave your listeners with, it's the fact that while your finances can seem fairly overwhelming, especially if you're a female that's never really dealt with them, all you need to do is take, you know, one kind of small step within the next week. And that's going to, you know, propel you forward to taking many more steps in the future. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we hope you took some important lessons from this podcast episode and it helped you get on your way to achieving financial freedom. Once again, we thank our wonderful guest and I'll catch you on the next one.